Welcome to House Common Blood, where the strangers are family. Every episode contains graphic content, including but not limited to copious amounts of blood, unnecessary cursing, death of all ages, be they infants or immortals, fantasy drug use, nudity, mentions of sex, and sound effects of various qualities. We cannot stress enough that this is mature content with adult themes. You have been warned. May the albatross guide your way. Before we begin today's episode, we had a few technical issues with uh, Foundry, with it uh, going from V10 to V11, a lot of unexpected issues on my part that I thought I had ironed out, along with uh, a few issues with uh, recording the first half of this episode. We do have the footage, but I will be chopping it up to uh, get the highlights for the combat, uh, and it'll probably fit in between uh, 10 to 20 minutes. But just as a forewarning, uh, the background music might jump a little bit as we're going uh, scene to scene, person to person. But uh, after the combat is done, it will sound as uh, the regular quality that we typically produce. Thank you for your time. Have a great day. Welcome to House Comblood. I'm your DM and host, Gray. Eddie. Chanel? I'm playing Eddie, <laughs> even though I play Seer, who is a bastard class of multiple things. I can't do justice for their lines but hey i shall try okay give yourself inspirations and put on your freaking headphones um <laughs> next up uh Aluya. oh pardon the voice um i've got the germs but hello there <laughs> nudie here uh i play Aluya oblock uh, the human cleric sorcerer and followed by Mobvet, the soon-to-be chair. Hello, all. I play Mobvet, the astral self or druid tree golem who is hanging on by a limb. All right, just as a quick recap, let's go over goals, because that's what we're all about, right? So the main goal of this campaign is for our heroes to stop uh, four generals of uh, uh, these Genasi armies from bringing thoughtful storms and calamities across the nations. A little sub-goal that we have going on is our heroes want to break a ward that is keeping a undead monstrosity at bay. I know, it sounds pretty evil. But they have a nice little plan. They talk to a, yeah, a talking skull, and figured out that they need only hopes, a dream, and finally a unicorn horn to circumvent this ward. How the hell that's gonna come all together to make this happen, we don't know. But that's what we're going after. The hope in question is a dagger that belongs to a goblin chieftain named Gungra. It is a tiny blade that he uses to kill his own men to make them into elemental 
Yes, abominations. He says it's the hope of their kin to survive the oncoming calamity. Our heroes delved into a dungeon, encountered some of these elemental goblins, made their way into this strange place, and solved a puzzle by putting together a statue and turning it away from two busts to find a crystal hidden in a room with old coins. Finally, they go down to uh, the westward hallway, hear an argument between the chieftain and his advisor over a book and a woman. But the heroes decide to kill a undead minotaur patrolling the hallway, alerting the chieftain, which leads to our current situation of the chieftain getting one blow in and almost downing our wood golem friend. Am I forgetting anything? So, like, to the north of uh, Mavet is a large monstrosity of a man. It is Eddie's turn. What do you do? I think if I was going to play Eddie and I wanted to optimize survival for people... I would, I would say, unfortunately enough, I think the only way, like, at this moment to get a... Yeah, uh, sight of this creature is to practically get in its range. Just because well, that's you guys are, yeah, you guys are in a, just to remind the audience is, uh, uh, this fight is happening within a tight five foot corridor and the creature in question is to the north of this, uh, hallway that's horizontal and the creature is five feet up in just this narrow ass, like, uh, uh door frame. I don't think Eddie's very tactical in just doing this, but hmm. basically I think to make it so that Mavet can move without being murdered hmm. is that I will do a spell called Fog Cloud and not on... I'll show you where I'm going to put it. So I'm going to put it in on the stairs and around here so that if Mavet steps away, it takes no attack of opportunity hmm. and it gives Mavet a chance to run out and lure the creature out. That's end of uh, Eddie's turn. Then we move on to Seer. Is your turn once more? Oh, cool. I go yeah. twice. All right. There you go. It's one of those moments where it's like whiplash. Mm. All right, let's do this. So now the problem is I got to role play Eddie and myself. Mm. Yeah. So the idea is that Seer basically ask Eddie in this case, what are you doing? Kind of like just asking. Mm. And then Eddie's very much being like... <laughs> fogging it up man <laughs> but the idea go. is that now that it's very intentional of Eddie the group mm. will know it's like I think you know Eddie was trying to cover people's tracks to help them not be murdered mm. and Seer will hold an action to produce flame so mm. I would like to go to the top of the stairs closest to the party blocking the doorway mm -hmm. i uh, so yeah, and he's in the fog, so he has disadvantage on that attack, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. So I will do that first. I will be moving to the top of the stairs with the party blocking the doorway. To the top of the stairs, you talking directly north of uh, Eddie? 
Uh, I'm assuming so. I think this is the area I want to yeah. move to. Yeah. If so that's possible. Be, yeah. So you'd be right above Eddie. Mm hmm. And then I will cast. Spike growth within that hallway, covering yeah. as much to the doorway and then as much left as possible. Hmm. Okay. So, first of all, you're going to be uh, in Eddie Square and you're going to be casting uh, spike growth here. Yeah, I'm going to be casting spike growth where it will end. If I can move my character again. Mm -hmm. Over here. Here, that's where it will end. Okay, after your turn here, we see that down the hallway, a door opens, and we see a little creature come out, and he looks through the fog, and it looks like a strategy he had in mind is now forfeit, just scratching his head. Oh. That's not supposed to be there. And he is going to hold his turn for a moment until he can yeah, see through the hallway. The moment he can see through the hallway is the moment he's going to act on this specific round. Next up, we have Gungra, who is very pissed off, is going to step through the hallway squeezing Ooh. yep and we are going to take that damage um remind me was it 2d6 2d4 2d4 thank you for you every five that? feet it travels yeah. yeah so he is going to move up to eddie so that's going to be uh uh 4d4 damage roll that for me Ugh. oh six damage that isn't bad so yeah, we see like uh, the vines. Uh, how, how does the spell look? So it seems to blend in with the ground, but every step that Gungra takes, a little sharp thorn pokes out into his foot. Hmm. Are these uh, smoky vines? I wouldn't say they're smoky vines. It's unless you are paying close attention, you don't really see it. It's like they're raising, activating with each step he takes. Otherwise, it sinks into the floor. So, as soon as he walks up to Eddie, and I feel a little bit bad doing this while he's gone, but again, he is in the way at the moment. So he's going to make two attacks against Eddie and hope he uh, hits here. Are they at disadvantage? Yes, they are. Perfect. Oh, let me double check his sense. Yep, there is nothing saving him here. Is at disadvantage. Going for uh, the first attack at disadvantage. Uh, 22 to hit. Even if I try to block it, I think it's just barely over his AC. It's like, it's just not. Yeah. It's, I think that's exactly shield, what it is. Yeah, the shield, uh, his shield wouldn't help. Yeah. yeah, so that's a hit. Okay, we're going for the damage here. Ew. That is. 21 and just to clarify uh 11 of it is uh or i should say five of it is necrotic the rest is slashing as we see uh, his uh gr uh yes his great sword swing down at eddie uh you guys 
would hear how, yeah, uncomfortable his uh, otter-like scream is. And he is going to go in for his second attack, taking on the uh, frontline spellcaster. Disadvantage. Oh, God. Lucky son of a bitch. Uh, 10 would be a miss. But yeah, even with this fog cloud, this guy can deal out some uh, pretty hefty stuff. All right, is Aluya's turn. Aluya, what do you do? Everything's pretty clogged up to where I am, so I'm just gonna mm -hmm. focus on what I'm doing until either there's more space or there's a better line of sight. Because um, mm -hmm. I've got a giant tree person, a small otter person, and then mm -hmm. the guy. So yeah, I'm gonna stay where I'm at currently. For me. I didn't mention that. Okay. Uh, apologies. Uh, what did you say? Uh, I'm gonna just focus here for the moment until I see a better opportunity. Uh, so are you gonna be uh, holding your action? Uh, if anything gets within 20 feet, sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, any triggers of uh, what you'd possibly do? Oh, is he within 20 feet of me? Yeah, if, I, if I drop the fog cloud, he will. <laughs> he, he is, yeah, he is 20 uh, within 20 feet of you. Uh, but they would all be disadvantaged, right? Which is fine, well, but maybe I can it, it, Yeah, it depends what you do. If you're going to use your spear, yeah, disadvantage. Um, if you're doing a spell, there's a lot of spells that are dependent on seeing the creature. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? Let's let's go for that. Let's do one spear strike and pray something hits. Make that right. attack. So yeah. Um, sweet Jesus. Mm, yeah, natural one isn't gonna do it. Anything else up your sleeve? Uh, no. <laughs> That's it. That pee all. All right. Let's get here. Go next on initiative. It's gonna be Eddie's turn. What's Eddie gonna do? You know what you gotta do, dear. <laughs> Make him yeah. feel pain. Well, that's what I'm about to do because what I'm gonna do is have Eddie back up. Yeah, I'm gonna and... hang on. I'm gonna take that reaction there. Oh, you won't be able to. Why is that? Obscurement by rules make it so that you cannot attack something you cannot see if you cannot spot okay. it with the, your reactions. That... No. Okay, there we go. Yeah, that was the rule I was looking for, but I was spending too much time looking for it. There you go. So, can't do mm. that. Mm -hmm. Now, I will drop Fog Cloud. And now this will be the pain train. Don't okay. forget your bless. I have not forgotten my bless. So, now I'll shoot this big guy. Okay, great. Uh, that's 24. A 24 to hit. Okay, yeah, that is a hit. I do the damage. So I here's assume, the thing yeah. that makes this the pain yeah. train. There you go. Is that if they're squeezing through this hallway, mm. I'm going to shove them back into the spike growth. Yep, 510. That'd be uh, 44 damage. Also, welcome, Mega. Take care of your character sheet. There you go. Eddie doing the beautiful thing, Mega, where Mavet summoned spike growth, and now we could do the pain train of putting them back and forth through the spike growth. <laughs> ah, great. Classic strategy. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, I just did the first shot, I hit them, and they sent 10 feet back. Yeah. You you did take a hefty blow, though. Okay, Eddie. Um, I assume you want to do a second blast at him? 
Uh, yeah, I have no reason not to. That's definitely a hit. Uh, did you, um, uh, Moomin, did you already apply the uh, bludgeoning damage? I don't believe so, no. I did not. Alright, then I'll apply it with this one instead. Yep, that's fine. Alright. So that'll be... Oh, that's sad. Uh, five <laughs> force and four bludgeoning. <laughs> Alright, I believe that's full damage. Let's check that. And... Yeah, all good. The spike Yep. Yeah, I have no reason not to put them further in the spike growth, so... Yep. Okay. So, since it's your spell... Yep. Uh, Cupcake, you want to roll the dice? 10 damage. Yep, 10 points of damage. Yep. You guys are doing pretty good. You guys uh, haven't got them quite bloodied yet, but you, you guys are making your way there. This is an impressive feat. Okay. Um, Anything else on your turn? Because uh, you've only used your uh, standard action. Or, uh, uh, let's yeah. see. I believe I've already second-winded. Uh, do we have a good sense of how quickly this guy can move? He is currently squished in the hallway. Yeah. So he can't really do a lot. And difficult terrain. Oh, is he counted as squeezing? Yes. Oh, sorry. Uh, Rerolled those attacks as advantage. Apologies. I mean, we we won't go ahead. We won't go no. back and reroll those, but we'll, we'll just keep yeah. that in mind for the future. Yeah. Uh, actually, no. Eddie's pretty good right where he is, especially because uh, apparently Smoky Eddie is still around. Hmm. <laughs> At least that's what I thought I saw. But uh, but yeah, like uh, Eddie's good for right now. He, had, he has no other uh, things he wants to do with his bonus action. Hmm. All right. That's the end of your turn. Starting to get back into the flow here. Seer, it is now your turn. What is he wearing, actually? Uh, You see that he's wearing... Uh, what's the best way to put this? Uh, Imagine Lord of the Rings orcish armor. So black and steel, very ruggish, very sharp. He has two pauldrons, a lot of fur, and a skull for a belt. And two horns from each side, which makes him seem more like an ogre than a goblin. I mean, what I love, though, is that now you can add one more thing to it. Yes, oh, yeah. do it. Seriously. He's incredibly hot. <laughs> As okay. I cast Heat Metal. Okay. How do you like it now, huh? <laughs> I don't like it. Don't and like more it. importantly, but... Since he's wearing it, I don't think he can take it off easily. Mm -hmm. So that means, let's see, I'm trying to see when you roll damage. Oh, at this, you know, when I cast the spell. Yep. So, all right, cool. I'll do the damage now. Mm -hmm. And until he drops the item, which he can't, he has disadvantage on all attack rolls and ability checks. Oh, Jesus. Yep. Factual. So I'll be 13... Fire damage. Okay. And what I will do is I'm going to do the annoying thing. Hmm. And then just kind of look down to the group going like I got him now but he might be even more mad. I'm going to burn him alive though. <laughs> uh, anything and... else on your turn? Okay. No, I can't cast a spell for my bonus action so I'll just assert control on the spell for my bonus action. Okay. So into your turn, Mavet, it is your turn. It seems like uh, the tide is shifting. Like, uh, you guys are getting them close to bloodied. Are we allowed to ask the ruling on something before we say we're going to take it? Usually, rules clarification is important before you 
set yourself on something, so yes. I'm just wondering how you would rule it if he doubled in size. Oh. That yeah, that's a hard one. Um enlar yeah, enlarge reduce. Um, I can't say I'm quite familiar with how it interact with uh being in the hallway, because I know he can only squeeze if uh he is uh I, I believe in this scenario, like uh, being a uh, large creature within a five foot hall, he meets the requirements for squeezing through it. But if he turns into a huge creature, um, I, he wouldn't be able to move. I I believe that would just immobilize him. But I'll double check. Uh, what do you have in mind? I I just didn't know if it would just squeeze him into like like it would do damage or anything but i i guess that's for the rules lawyer eddie to determine <laughs> but I, I what i looked up it said it's up to the dm yeah um i think that'd just be my ruling that like uh off the top of my head without digging too deep into it would be uh he can't uh, move any longer he'd be immobilized okay then let's just go ahead and mm. i'll use my action to cast chill touch on him and I know a 12 does not hit. Did you roll with advantage? Yep. Rolled a 3 and a 4. <laughs> did you roll the d4 for... Oh, wait, did you get blessed? Were you one of the blessed targets, or...? Everybody blessed. Everybody. I don't think a d4 is going to make a difference. But let's try. I don't know if anyone's determined this creature's AC, so it could make a difference. Does a 13 hit? No, it does not. Anything else you'd like to do, my friend? Uh, let's just say... Would you like to drop uh, concentration on your spike growth? I think that's a pretty valid tactic. Uh, no. Uh, you sure? I think you would like... No, no, I'm, I'm good. Okay. Okay. Uh, one foot, extra movement. Uh, what, what was uh, the movement rule? Okay, uh, before I even ask that. Uh, anything else on your turn? No, that will end my turn. Okay. Um, it moves on to the shaman. Who uh, really can't see past his ally here. So... I uh, think uh, what he might try to do here is... <laughs> Practically nothing. He's gonna run into the room. Shit. Um. Is he going can, into? Yeah, the I was just about to say. Lube? I was just about to say, like, does an area effect of a spell not get cut off by walls? Does it like phase through walls and shit? I would say no. I would think. Uh, so. like this the is spike one of those rope, situations. Yeah. Uh, this is one of those situations where, like, if you take it by rules as written, um, uh, the spike growth would get blocked by anything that uh, provides, like, total cover. Because, like, essentially the line that you draw from the point of origin gets yeah. blocked by whatever the source is. Yeah. Um, but anything less than that, then the, the spell can actually kind of, like, wrap around it. Yeah, so... So if you left that door open, yeah, the door to that door, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Um, because the door is open, yeah. So we hear a yelp from uh, inside of uh, the bedroom. 
as this creature steps into it. And you hear a wish and another yelp. Uh, yell, uh, not yell. Uh, roll me a 44 damage. It really is just funnier to imagine Spike Growth just being like the D4s that they take damage from. Just yeah. like they stepped on a three and a one, so they take four damage. Okay. My lord. That okay, so it's difficult train, so uh double move double movement, squeezing, one additional. I believe that for every movement I'm making what the hell would be the logic? So fun, yeah. Uh, you divide it in threes. Divide it in threes. It difficult difficult terrain is like one extra foot per, uh, like at one extra yep. foot, and then squeezing is one extra foot. So yeah. every one foot traveled is like a three feet spent. Yeah. Oh my lord. So yeah, well shaman's done. Ogre's gonna move uh, forward five feet, which is technically fifteen. Roll that damage. He's a tough boy. And he's not going to take this shit. How many squares did he move? Just five. But it's treated as 15. I believe. I'm doing the math right on that, correct? Five times three is 15. Yeah, yes. But what about five plus five, though? Is that 10? So that would be 64. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't worry about it. It's just, it, it's, it is 2d4 at the moment. Oh. <laughs> God damn you. I'm taking the first two rolls. It was five damage. We're moving forward with this. Hang on. Okay. Fucking spike growth. Okay. Make a new roll. 2d4. <laughs> That's 30 movement. Um, damn it. Another five. At this point, he's going to try dashing. So that'd be 45. A six. Damage. He is getting bloodied. And 60. My fucking god. Um, last 2d4. And we hear from the side room as he, like, put, like, just imagine. This, uh, hallway is just filled with the spiky growth. This lumbering giant whose shoulders need to squeeze towards his chest just to fit through is trying to charge, doing, uh, the fireman kind of crouch through, uh, this hallway. And as he gets to the stairwell, we hear from the north in the room, Sire, you're hurt. It's, we we can't keep doing this. And he gives him an evil eye, looks at his own wounds. Seems like he's considering something, but he still has hatred in his eyes as he is going to attempt to kill you on the next round. <laughs> as the end of his turn. Aluya, is your turn. It's my turn. Um... Hmm. Yeah. Um, so she moves. If she casts a spell, does it hmm. break concentration? It's not a concentration spell. If it's not a concentration spell, then it won't break your concentration. Okay. Well, um, might as well go for it. Um, she's going to tell the boys to duck. All right. <laughs> so get just. A- Part yourselves from my way. <laughs> Were you Moses? <laughs> okay. You're gonna part, um, part them? She's going to cast Lightning Bolt and okay. uh, 
You know what? Just why not? Let's do max damage at fifth level. Right, right now. <laughs> yep. Uh. You, you know what? We've been playing fast and loose with this encounter, so fuck it. Yeah, great ad. Uh, I'll say that uh, both the players are uh, Ken Duck. No issues. No actions needed. This is a cool little scene. You can do the max damage. Uh, DC 16 dexterity. Yes, ma'am. Uh, oh, fuck my life. Nine. Well, uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the maximum damage. Uh, you just want to roll just for the hell of it, then just tell me what the maximum damage of it? Because I still want to see the dice. Um, let me go I know it's not that. necessary. But I enjoy it. <laughs> um, it's not showing me. The answer just is roll 10d6 the damage if you're casting it at level five. Just yeah, yeah just roll it's, the it's, yeah. yeah, don't worry about it. Roll the damage. Just roll damage. But it, I just right, rolled damage. Just 60, 60 damage. Uh, yeah, roll the dice for me because I want to see the dice, even though it is meaningless. Ah, so beautiful. <laughs> Sixty <laughs> damage. Uh, flavor this up for me. Um, seeing that I don't want to go near this guy. I don't want this guy anywhere near us. Mm. Um, he's taking his hits, but we got things to deal with. I got a kitty cat death clock on me, so um, mm. Olio steps out and you know, concentrating. Everybody's got this like faint little halo around them because mm. she's uh, blessing them. So she kind of just. Mm. Uh, points out her spear like normal, but it's different. It's 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 like supercharged, and she releases it, and it cracks open, mm. and just like a wave of electricity hits this guy. <laughs> yeah, we see like his uh, flesh uh, singeing from the electrical bolts, his uh, uh, skin turning obsidian black, and we see like a. Uh, the branching tree-like effect of uh, being struck by lightning taking, like, <laughs> effect in real time. We see it traveling up his hands, up his arms, and it is bright red. And he takes a knee from that, and he begins to cough blood as he is on death's door. <coughs> I... I yield. I yield. As he's just coughing blood, we um, hear the clatter of the great sword on the ground. For that, she's gonna bump up back to Seer. All right, uh, I think he said he yields, but do we yield? That's the rest of her turn. Yes. Do you guys yield? No mercy. <laughs> no mercy. The only uh. thing I would say, ultimately, as Seer, is being like. Give us a reason to yield. Hmm. Give us a reason to yield. It's a very strong point because yeah. the idea is that, you know, he is not going to survive. And more importantly, but I think he's already aware of why we're down here a little bit. If he doesn't know why, he might ask why. We're like, hand, I'm not saying we can't answer questions. Hand, hand over his mouth. He is just uh, coughing, and he just uh, asks you plainly, What do you seek? (coughs) 
I'll look to Eddie on this one, kind of like letting them kind of take over on this part, because like, okay, he's willing to talk, kind of look. But like, I think it's pretty simple. We just want to meet the Goblin King and we don't want you to stop us. <laughs> I, I, I don't even think, yeah, I think he would actually chuckle at that as well. How pitiful do I look? You're looking at him. I am the Goblin King. <laughs> Just like looking up. Like, are you sure? Because you don't look like the, the one that like had the really sick dagger. Yes, yes, I have the dagger. Is that what you seek? Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's why we're here, right? Just like looking at everybody to like uh, confirm that. Just like you're kind of take that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most definitely. <laughs> I mean, I don't see why not. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guarantee my life for the dagger? I think we have more questions before we can do such a thing. Mainly because we are currently assessing future prospects. Are, are we still acting initiative? It, we're doing freeform right now. Like, you guys can speak, but again, when you guys begin to do something hostile or make uh, big movements, that's when I'm going to have an issue. So just stay where you are. Yes, we have chat. You stay in tiny hallway. We make negotiations. We have to. We not just sit in the bedroom and speak eye to eye. You've won. <coughs> it, it looks like you legitimately killed his will to fight fairly quickly with the ass beating you just laid down. I mean, that does sound pretty good. And like, I don't know, you want to get high while we're doing it? Side eyes you. Maybe a persuasion check, please. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, gods. Night 10? Squints at you. The otter has something to get me high. Oh, don't worry, bruh. I'm always carrying. Nice. <laughs> and he will get high with you. Um, If you guys don't mind... Uh, because it seems like we're going to be uh, uh, shifting the flow of this encounter to uh, uh, back and forth chat. I would like to take uh, an early break. All right, and we're back. At this moment, I'm going to turn off uh, uh, combat here. You guys have succeeded. And you guys... How low do we get him? Uh, 10 HP. He is very close to dying. Uh, just as a quick reference for uh, uh, the encounter, including the Minotaur, is uh, 1,425 EXP to each person. If we killed him, wouldn't we have gotten more? No. I'm giving you guys the same thing for uh, achieving an end for the fight. Can you write that down, please? 1,000... Uh, son of a bitch. Someone write that down. I heard 1,425. Thank you. I thought it was as well, but I couldn't remember if it was uh, 14 or 15. So 1425. You. All right. 
guys are in the hallway. Uh, Gungor wants to do drugs, and he wants to be in the bedroom to relax after that ass whooping. Do you guys go in? Uh, I assume, uh, what's uh, people's uh, passive insight? Not high at all. I, I will die. Um, it's 16 for me. Um, I believe 16 is the highest. 18. 18 for you. Um, we'll go, yeah, we'll go based off of Mavet. Um, Mavet, he seems truthful. You guys have him cornered. He just, he sees that this is a losing battle. You guys have done a shit ton of damage really quick to him. Um, first of all, do you drop your spike growth? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> he called it out before he moved. Yeah, I guess I will. Yeah, because he would say some along the lines of, I will also drop concentration on burning him alive. <laughs> well, he, he he couldn't see it unless he made a perception check. He felt it. I will remind you about that specifically in the wording of the spell. Uh, the the like a making a pre- making a perception check only applies if they weren't literally there when you summoned it. Yeah. So he, he would say something along the lines of "Drop your sorceries and let us speak." No. Lumber into the bedroom. What do you guys do? You know, I do wish that more of the more of the people that we fight with, like, would get high with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, go through the door. I see your issue. Don't worry about it. Uh, anyone else uh, joining Mavet so he can see what the fuck's happening? <laughs> I'm staying behind Seer. That's fine. Um, I mean, Seer's going to stay by the doorway, mainly because they actually want to investigate the area a bit more. Hmm. But I was just going to say, like, but I don't want to break relations. So that's kind of why I'm also staying back, because I don't know how they feel about me yet already. Mm-hmm. So you guys enter the bedroom it is very long. You see a, a bed with uh, what the hell is it called? I don't believe it's called a canopy, but uh, the, the thing with uh, the metal rails and uh, the curtains around the bed. Um, you see a oh, bed that's the with- sex curtain. <sighs> You see a bed in the sex curtain at the center of the room. Directly uh, in front of it is a uh, wardrobe. On each side of the wardrobe, there is a divot in the wall to the south, revealing two busts of a man and a woman. To the far left of the room, you see another door, along with a vanity set that seems to belong to a wizard. And to uh, the right of the bed, you see a broken display case with chained books. One of the books is missing. And on the bed itself, you see a mummified corpse missing a head with dried blood on the pillow. How do you guys start the scene? So like, do you want weed? Are you like into mindfuck? What is this mindfuck you speak of? Oh, trust me, dude. It's great. It's like, you'll feel like more connected with the world, you know? And you see the little shaman advisor by his side going, Sire, be careful. It might be poisonous. <clears throat> I think he holds out a hand towards you. Let me see this so-called mind fuck. So gives a small baggie of it just out of sleeve. <laughs> yeah, picks up the baggie and puts it right up to his nose and with big, two big inhales. <clears throat> <clears throat> That's dank as fuck, bro. <laughs> so some long lines of mm, curious and I think he digs his hand in there and just begins eating it <laughs> are you guys talking about that stuff Eddie has yeah I rode that wave really well you're going to enjoy it 
Does it have the same effects when you just, like, eat it? Oh, uh, you know, usually, like, you smoke it, but I guess I've never tried eating it. <laughs> I'm not sure if it'd work. <laughs> so, eating it, eating it. I think I think it's a situation where it's just, like, like it is probably just because, like, it's Eddie's favorite way of, of, uh, of experiencing it is smoking, but it's the same material if you're smoking or eating it. <laughs> yeah. I think it'd just like be more concentrated because it's not being released passively through the air. Mm-hmm. All right. So remind the audience, like what's the first stage of this drug? Oh, uh, like uh, the person feels as though uh, like, like all their senses are like uh, stronger, like a uh, touch, smell, taste, just like, a, like everything like becomes like more like a, uh, vibrant and sensitive <laughs> oh gungra feels powerful <coughs> begins to cough up blood in his fucking hand gungra also feels like dying mm. but yeah he looks like he is chilling and vibing at the moment trying to feel out the uh, drug a bit what uh, do well, you all do? I if you got him. As like, uh, like Eddie just like smart starts smoking from his pen. <laughs> so to help the dude out, I will cast Cure Wounds at second level. Cure Wounds at second level. Okay. All right. Roll it for me. As he's uh, doing Cure Wounds, how do you start this conversation, Eddie? So like, we've been hearing you've been doing like a lot of real uncool stuff in the area. <clears throat> uncool. Oh, and the wounds begin to heal, and he gives a side glance to Mavet. Uh, how does the casting of the spell look like? So, as Mavet reaches out to, while he's ingesting the mindfuck, he reaches a hand to the back of Grunga as a spectral tend- tendril comes from Mavet's hand and just begins to slightly and caress the back of Grunga, giving him, like, a nice pat on the back massage. Mm-hmm. And he just gives you an odd glance. But the question remains in the air to Eddie. Uncool? For starters, the, like, a, like a, the little, like, uh, porcupine dudes, they're, like, really afraid of you. As they should be. They are weak. Like, what does it mean to be weak to you? It means when you can't defend your tribe means when you can't overcome powerful foes. Tis weak. Just as the Minotaurs were weak, goblins were weak, we were all weak. Now we are strong. Like, don't want to sound mean, but, like, how much stronger do you think you are, like, even though we kind of just, like, walked in? <laughs> and, like, Shadow goes down, case, uh, cast on his face, and, like, his uh, little visor goes, Sire! Do not listen to their lies. You are strong. You are strong. <sighs> you are powerful. I recognize that. But Gungra is stronger than most in the forest. Seems like the only coping mechanism he has for getting his ass whooped. <laughs> <laughs> and the girls walk in. Uh, you just stays by the doorway. Still by Seer. Go on, Eddie. So, like... I guess maybe, like, I already know, but how did you get as strong as you are? He looks towards the little advisor and uh, says, Sali. And he p- 
points towards the little go- uh, goblin creature. He has spoken to our gods, and they have chosen me as their harbinger. They gave me strength. They've given me an opportunity. They have let me see in the phoenix, and the phoenix offers even more power, a place in the rain. The walkers of the storm are to be feared. Seems so, says Seer, as they eventually walk into the room. And you see that he has a bit of a fidget where he is like opening and closing his hand. And each time you hear the popping of uh, uh, cartilage. Why are you here? For my own goals. Although now, due to a detour, to also resolve conflicts that might be occurring by said phoenix you talked about why is a kin to the phoenix betraying us i thought we were allies oh i wish for everybody like you and i to live peacefully but the methods they're doing will simply kill us all (laughs) looks disgusted by your statement i don't expect you to like what i say i just simply think of the future for if this continues, I don't imagine any of one of us walking out perfectly fine. And I don't mean in this room. I mean in the larger scale picture things. Like, Brith, like what they're kind of like trying to say is that I don't think you can really trust the Phoenix. Why? Well, if you really think about it, like they gave you the power to do all the stuff that you're doing here, right? Yes. Can't they like just as easily take it away or even get rid of you once you've done what they wanted you to do? Give me a persuasion. Do, do, do. Uh, I'm actually, yep, 22. Mm. Anything you want to do to that before I move on? Flash of genius. Okay. That'd be 29. That's a 27. Oh, 27. Sorry. Yep. Okay. It seems like the thought didn't cross his mind and he looks towards the visor for guidance at this moment. Would he truly throw us away? Sire, it's... I mean, they are... It is... And it seems like he's struggling to uh, figure out a way of uh, uh, making him complacent. He's struggling to defy your logic because in their way of life, their culture, this is a very common tactic. So it hits home and strong. Sire, he's giving us so much. How would he give us so much just to take it away? So that there's more to take later. (sighs) If anything, you're kind of doing all the hard work for them. (sighs) And he just fucking brings both of his fists down on display case. Glass spreads across the room, uh, glinting off of the light. Damned fool. That's what we are. Damned fools. And there's just blood trickling down his fists. Why didn't you see this, Sali? Why? You are my eyes. You are my right hand. Uh, sire, it's... It shouldn't... Don't give me your blatant lies. It should have crossed your mind. It should have crossed my mind. An otter pointed it out. And he points out Eddie. Why couldn't you have come up with the same thing? You failed me. Sire. You see that the little goblin's rubbing his hands together, eyes to the ground, not making eye contact. <clears throat> Damn firebird. Why? 
Why do I still stand? And he looked just an open question towards everyone in the room. Why do I live? Confused why you guys have allowed to yield. As well, I can only speak for myself, but in the prospect of not only peace, but an alliance in some form. I don't really want to hurt people, but uh, I mean, if I have to, I will. But since you yielded, I yield too. Also, I really like the Pick Pick tribe. You should really be nice to them. They're cute and cuddly. Persuasion check. <laughs> Maybe cuddly is a. Uh... I will burn this last flash of genius <laughs> to make the sure they. Yes. <laughs> okay, everyone, go through shit. We still have less. We we have flash genius on it. I have, other ins- I have inspiration ready to go. Oh, God. <laughs> Guidance. <laughs> Guidance. Just push it all on. Oh. It's going to be a high DC with your approach to it. Oh, well, how do I do this? Um, from We're going to see if they roll a nat 20. It has to be a nat 20. Oh, here oh we God. Go. Uh, persuasion. We must have the cute pick pick tribe survive. <sighs> okay. <laughs> wow, that was great. Okay. Uh, you want to... Well, let's try to figure out the final score. So, dear guidance, dear bless. No, I can't do bless if I'm guidancing myself. Well, bless doesn't affect... Anyway... <laughs> Yeah, oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, you're correct. That's a 20 with Flash of Genius. Mm. Um, I get rid of this stuff? Nope, I'm just clicking them off. Mm-hmm. I can't. Somebody roll me a D4. I'm making mistakes here. Gotcha. A nat 4. I should Yay! So, a 24. Gotcha. All right. So, with the 24, anything else you guys would like to add? Say, hmm, you know what? Just because on the off chance you have made the DC like 25. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, I'll actually throw in like uh, the D6 inspiration I've been holding on to. There you go. I'll roll it. I believe in you, Eddie. Roll high. Roll for me, Eddie. I believe in you with your luck. <laughs> Sorry, I'm making sure I... Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Middle of the road. Not bad. 27. 27 total. The moment you say cute and cuddly, his eyes squint. You can see, like, uh, just to really specify what this thing looks like, it looks like a mix between uh, orc, ogre, minotaur. It just has the horns, the snubby nose, the uh, two uh, teeth pointing upward from the bottom jaw. And deep within the darkness of its uh, brow overcasting on its eyes, you see those two red motes, and it just stares at you. Cute, cuddly. Yes, find it within yourself. Know the cuteness. What I believe she means, Grunga, is that strength is not all about big muscles and heavy weapons. As you can see, you are much larger than us, but we were able to overwhelm you. We work together, much like the little ones. Just to show the expressions on your face. It seems like you guys were tilting them in the favor of the Perk Perk tribe, but with Mavet <laughs> adding that comment, it seems like he, he's added a bit of difficulty to this. <laughs> like, Eddie's going to throw in, like, you know, they could probably do some, like, uh, pretty cool fun stuff if you, like, make allies with them. I don't 
think of the scouting missions. Hey, hold on, hold on. Like there's like they're all spiky around, right? But what if they ran really fast and like started like rolling in a ball of circle? Then they're like suddenly like zooming spike balls. If you ask nicely, you can maybe even throw them. (laughs) You might hear little coin sounds when they do this. So let me preface. I had to set DC in mind. And again, because of what Mavet said, I'm going to add a plus two to that DC, making it from a 25 to 27. You still succeed, but barely with Mavet nearly fucking it up. (laughs) You see his eyes squint at Mavet, move towards Eddie, and he goes... You have spared my life. I, in return, shall spare theirs. <clears throat> Looks towards Sally. Cute and cuddly. I know, sire. They're so strange. Keep, keep your temper under control. I have a question. What is it, firewoman? If you are willing to work with us, would you be willing to... Show us around, or at least have someone escort us a bit. For the more we know, the more we can not only aid you, but aid many others. The firebird won't like it if you're down here. His bird might find you. Oh, quiet, sire. They don't need to know about that. Sali, he just says defiantly, in an authoritative tone. Beware the bird. There are many traps in this place his hand traveling down the stone i'm gonna say at this point eddie if you want you can make a history check because i offered one to aluya walgo because she'd be most familiar with this architecture but you as well may be familiar with it i didn't do well so roll high yeah 15 15 okay any kind of bullshit before i continue uh no i already added guidance so what you know is this this architecture seems pretty familiar with how the walls are, even though they're made of stone. Yeah, you think Mom and Pops had the same kind of architecture at your estate. Who the hell did they hire again? What was, this, what was their name? Dylan? John? Yeah, it, It's bugging you, but you can't quite pick up the name, but you, you think you're familiar with the architect? Hey, like, you know, I'm kind of like looking at this place, like... Like, uh, who built this place? Because, like, cause like, I feel like, I feel like maybe, like, uh, Mom and Pop had, like, like, the same interior decorator or something. Mm. Long ago, there was a funny man with a funny hat and purple clothes. He was weird. Strange. He used to look over our tribes in a tower, but... And he looks towards the corpse on the bed. I feel as if he is no more. I don't know about this man. And again, like, I kind of want to imagine, like, uh, the camera's focused at an angle overlooking the mummified corpse on the bed with the dried blood on the pillow. And it's a wide shot of all of you guys talking in the center of this room around the glass display for books. What's next on the agenda? I guess, like, I guess it's probably a good thing to ask, but what are you going to do now? <sighs> Gungra is going to do what Gungra does best. And his looming figure casts a shadow onto you. Gungra is going to get revenge. 
and his breath is rotten like spoiled eggs. <sighs> yeah, I guess like that does make sense. <laughs> it's like a thinking on it. Although, like, if you are going to take revenge, you probably should try not to use anything that they gave you, because they might just try to use it against you. On cue, right in between your feet, you see a ceremonial black dagger fling onto the ground, sinking through the stone. Oh, sinking into the stone? (laughs) Yeah, sinking into the stone. Would it be possible to pick it up with Mage Hand? (laughs) Yes, you can. So, as you grab it with Mage Hand, uh, Gungra says in response, Gungra now knows the gods will lead our way, and looks towards Seer. The firemen and women shall not. Well, um, just food for thought. If you're talking about gods, um, consider... Uh, just like, I want to imagine just like there's like Smoky Eddie just kind of like slowly like puts their like smoky hand like over Aluya's face. <laughs> well, hold on, I've got a point to make. Aeolus, <laughs> you thought what I did was pretty cool? Well, imagine what you could do if you follow him. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> I stopped there. No more. Big ups to Aeolus. Even, even Smoky Eddie's like, Wrong time, wrong place. <laughs> um, actually, give me a persuasion check with that. Oh, boy. You might actually convert this guy. That would be sweet. Because this is the perfect conversion. circumstance of a culture that worships power getting their ass whooped. And oh, boy. A majority of which was caused by a divine power. So what I'm hearing is that a lot is riding on this check. <laughs> okay, 14. Any Anything else? No, it'd be what it be. One day. One day. Almost. With the DC being 15, you see that it was dancing across his mind like, Eolus. And then he looks at his body and the powers that was gifted to him and he goes, No, our gods are strong. They know. They know the path we must walk. Um, it feels like you guys got, like, a a fair bit of information. Um, any other questions before he departs? Um, it was established that we can roam around for Seer to investigate this place without issue, is that correct? My tribe shall give you no more trouble. We will disappear and come. Uh, actually, like, one thing... What are you gonna do with the, you know, like, the big robot things? Did you, like, make those, or did they give those to you? Mm. The Firebird gave me schematics from a funny dwarf named Isloth. I plan to take the machine and bring it to the wizard's tower and crumble it. So, like, the wizard is the... Thumb hooks over to the dead body. It is where the firebird is calling home. I shall destroy said home. It's like, uh, Eddie will actually, like, look specifically over to Seer. It's like, uh, like, kind of, like, deferring, like, uh, knowledge in that case. Uh, do you think that'd, like, work? Or is that even a good idea? Problem is, is that if they are far capable than they look, it might be a dangerous idea. 
Maybe we propose that we do it for them for us to investigate further. It also will make it easier since, and this is whispering to Eddie, that machine has things that I still need to study. I will take the machine and destroy the home. Oh, they said they gave you schematics, right? Doesn't that mean you can make more? It will take time. Time I don't have. Uh, I, I guess I see that. Although, if you're not going to use them anyway, uh, maybe, maybe my, this dude over here could have the schematics. Maybe they can make more for you. You said that the Firebird would throw me away. Why would she not throw us away? Why would she help us? Because, as already wise as you are, you are willing to already take the steps of peace by listening. But lastly, I do not wish destruction of all. I wish for simply us to be able to be free. You lie. It's what your kind does. You lie and you lie and you lie. I am tired of your lies. I have been told that I no longer can hide my identity, so I don't. You don't have to believe me, nor do you have to follow what I say. That is just simply what I will say is the truth. I am not going to force you, nor will I promise you great power and riches. I just simply wish to achieve a goal that can make us more unanimous. I don't give false promises for the path for what I want is going to be incredibly rough. So, do not Shakes feel obligated. Those words. Those damnable words. Word for word, Sally. It's the same thing he said to me. <sighs> Take it. Take it! And he just throws the schematics to the side. We'll hear no more. The tribe shall live. And the house shall fall. Me be on my way. I'm angry. So, uh, well, brah, like, Eddie will just, like, uh, produce a couple more bags. <laughs> if you ever need to, like, relax. <laughs> he eats it with the, if there's plastic, he, whatever container you're using, he eats it with the container. <laughs> Remember to drink plenty of water. <laughs> what is what here? Drink plenty of liquid stuff. Is he telling us to? Is he telling us to drink our men? Because <laughs> there's water, Janasi men. Uh, I'll do no such thing. Good day. <laughs> and he's gonna walk out <laughs> along with Sully. Eonis guide you. All right. <laughs> Just like starts exiting with like two raised middle fingers behind him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, he he leaves. Uh, you guys have a new bit of information. Apparently, there is a bird. Somehow, someway, a bird. There's an architect for this place, and apparently it belonged to the dead corpse that is on the bed. You guys are in this room, and you guys see that there is still a book missing that the, uh, that the goblin chieftain has taken with him. What do you guys do in this room? What do you guys investigate? Whatever it is, I'll guide someone. I would like to check out the vanity. Yeah. You uh, go over to uh, the vanity set, look into the mirror, but the mirror does not reflect you back. 
in fact, you see the reflection of a shadowy figure, and it has the shape of a bird. I, you don't even need to do perception check. You just got extremely lucky with exactly what you wanted to examine. Oh, nice. Well, I wanted to open up the drawers and see if I could find anything worth the value. <laughs> He's lit in the room. Yeah, so as you do that, the the reflection disappears. And you begin to look through the drawers. You do find uh, arcane focuses, components... And more specifically, I would say a gem worth about a hundred gold pieces. So add that to your inventory, make a note of it. But it doesn't seem like anything substantial is in there, but you do see a signature and it reads out Owen. Yeah. Uh, what, what is everyone else doing in this room? We got the broken bookcase. We got the corpse. We got an entirely uh, different part of the room. Um, I guess like anyone would at least be curious to see like what the other books on that bookshelf are. <laughs> Like, maybe that would provide some context for what the missing book is about. Yeah. So just to clarify, it's a glass uh, display case with broken shards now in it. Each book has a chain around it. Uh, The very first book is going off of that. I think uh, I would need a history check from you because there is no title on it. But uh, you do feel the texture of the book. Give me a history check. 17. 17. All right. By uh, looking at the book, you can tell that it is made out of human skin, and it is slightly moving and writhing. Uh, this book is made of some weird stuff, bros. You just hear, like, faint screams coming from the book. Do you try to open it? Well, I guess, like, uh, real quick, because uh, uh, since I'm, like, uh, currently, like, using it for something else, like, if, if Eddie tried to... Uh, uh, like uh, hold the dagger with his like uh, his actual hand. Does it like uh, hurt, or does it like try to like fall to the floor again, or like? No, it does not hurt. Yeah. But you don't know the entire deal behind the dagger. All right, he'll he'll pocket it for the time being, just so like they they have it. Uh, but uh, but in which case, uh, Eddie would be inclined to because you said the case is broken open now, or just like the glass inside the case is broken. Uh, the, all the glass, like uh, there is not a single, uh, uh, piece of glass that is not broken. So you can easily reach in and grab things. Okay. Well, probably would still grab it with mage hand first. And if nothing else, just kind of like shake whatever, like broken glass shards are off, <laughs> you know, just like a, a nice thing that Eddie would do for Eddie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. E- each one of these books are just wrapped up in chains and locked. Yeah. Just like, a. Yeah, like, uh, but what to uh, grab, uh, uh, but like, uh, once, like, you know, like, shake the, the glass off, it, like, you know, like, uh, touch the book and kind of, like, examine it. Because, like, when you say locked, as in, like, it seems to have, like, uh, a key lock or. Uh, yes, it does appear to have a key lock. And wrapped around this lock is a bunch of chains that go around the book to keep it closed. And that is for each one of the books. Would anyone like to try to pick it? Hey, little dude, what do you make of this? I mean, it definitely intrigues me. Shall we attempt to try to open it? Like, yeah, I am kind of curious to see, like, you know, because, like, they they got to be, like, locked up for a reason, right? I'd kind of like to know why. Let me do some precautions. Seer pulls out a chemical and pours it on their eyes to do detect magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the leather-bound... Uh bound book made of human skin that uh, Eddie is currently holding is magical. The other two books aren't. 
These two might be the ones we have to be cautious of, but these two here, I think, would be okay to unravel. Um, there's three in total. Uh, one, yeah, the fourth one is missing because Gungra took it. Oh, okay, then basically the other one should be fine. These two, not so much. We might need to look at it. Um, what colors do I see? What school of magic are the two bucks glowing? Okay, so I need to specify one more time because I think I might have misspoke. The one book that Eddie is holding, the human skin book, is magical. So it is glowing a school of magic for a transmutation. The other two are not glowing. Uh, they seem like ordinary books. I apologize. But yes, basically, the one you're holding is a dangerous one. These two should be fine. Hmm. Uh, reading the titles of the other two books in the display... Uh, the first one says a uh, Mechnomancer's uh, Codex by Isloth, the artist. The second book appears to be a diary that says Sun Yi. This is interesting. All right. Eddie, would you like I Like, all of them are locked, so I can't open any of them? I don't intend to do this for people, but I'll do it for you. Give me a moment. I'm trying. I'm going to look up how long it takes, but I'm tr- planning to turn my multi-tool into thieves tools okay very good but basically the idea oh it's it's only a single action cool but then they're stuck like that so no they're not stuck like that they can just you can keep changing it as long as you have an action right i forgot that's what makes you're thinking you're thinking of the you're thinking of the uh like the conjure tool ability that artificers get at like level three i want to say fair all right so just to get or yeah, just get the order of operations. You're gonna unlock one, open up, read it, or are you gonna unlock both of them? Then just go one at a time. Unlock one of them first, and then we look into it, and I'll lock the other one. Which one? Which one are you opening? Mechnomancer Codex or uh, uh, Sunny? I think Sunny. Okay, Sunny. Um, go right ahead. Make me that check. Tell me how much you got. All right, let me get my thing open. 28. 28? Oh, yeah. You easily pop that sucker open. And you uh, open up uh, the book? Yes, we do. It says, Day 274. And it reads as follows. Shadows persist. Chain constrict. Behind these bars, my lure wanes. But my hunger remains unyielding. Yet, within the depths of my confinement, a spark of defiance flickers. Whispering of liberation in a world to ensnare once more. I'll post in chat. And it seems like a lot of these entries are fairly short and seem to be revolved around confinement. It would take a while to truly go through the book, but flipping through random pages gives you this kind of pattern. This might be an interesting read to have since it kind of goes over just a lot of confinement stuff. I think it might be safe to have if you want to take a look. I'm going to unlock the next one. Make me the roll. Oh, weird. Day 69. Oh, chain me down, daddy. (laughs) That is a 17. That is enough. The introductory page for uh, the Mechnomancer's uh, Codex reads as follows. Unveil world of fantastical uh, machinery where gears turn with arcane energy and metal behemoths come alive. If you flip to uh, some random pages, this is what you'd read. I think uh, a little past the introductory uh, phase, you see like a uh, first chapter, and the first little paragraph of the chapter reads, 
discovered the art of harnessing elemental forces as elemental core power, massive engines, and elemental conduits channeled the raw energy of fire, water, air, and earth. Uncover the secrets of animating inanimate objects, breathing life into cold metal and stone, creating companions and guardians from the realms of dreams. We'll also put that in chat. But uh, what else do you do? It's correct. This is actually a very useful book for me. Sierra's going to look to Eddie mean like, I think I might like this book. Might let me be able to know more things that might be able to aid us later. Mm -hmm. Especially since... Well, we're dealing with my people and being able to either protect ourselves from the things they have or ultimately be able to use it against them to quell them a bit more. Not the kill, quell. It might serve us well. Yeah, they like definitely might know the same stuff. So I guess also be careful. Indeed. But now about the final book, would you like me to try to open this one? Like, it is kind of the sickest book in the whole bookcase. I shall tempt then. Guidance. Go right ahead. This one's going to be a little harder. I don't have any more Flash of Geniuses, I think. So I've been kind of rolling well on my own. But I do have a second level spell slot. I am going to increase by using Enhance Ability to give myself advantage. Nice. Would you say it'd be Dexterity or Intelligence to break this thing open? Uh, Intelligence for this one. Then for an hour, my intelligence, uh, anything intelligence checks wise is at advantage. Okay. Oops, let me roll one more night. Yep. Oh, thank God. 24 plus guidance. Which is? Another four, so it's 28. Nice. Okay, 28. So you open it up and it says the shadows of alchemy. Do you begin to flip through all willy nilly? Not willy nilly. I'm going to first kind of look to Eddie and being like, I could read the title and I could already tell it's interesting for me. However, Eddie, we're going to need to be cautious. Once I open this book, I want you to be able to try to help me pull myself out. If I have any issues Mm. or if I get shot by lightning in the face again, then just be angry at the book. I mean, what are the odds that the same thing would happen like twice at the same day? If it happens again, I will eat literally my own boot. Uh, They do say lightning doesn't strike twice. Unless a god's involved, I guess. Just like slow side eye to Aluya. It's more like a dragon, but I get it, it. It happens. For now, then, I shall open it now. Okay, you begin to open it. And what you read is essentially an abstract. It denotes the author. And it says the author's name is, or at least the title that he's going by, is Owen the Architect. And the abstract reads, This scholarly paper explores the arcane and perilous domain of mind flare transmutation, specifically focusing on the enigmatic transformation of these aberrant creatures into the revered and feared entities known as Elder Brains. Delving into ancient tomes and lost lore, this study aims to shed light on the forbidden secrets of this transforma- uh, transformative process, shedding new insight on the nature of both mind flayers and the elder brains they seek to become. You read further. I do, which is why I'm very happy that, oh my god, I'm the one reading it because I'm intelligent. Oh shit. Mm-hmm. Introduction. Also, praise Cthulhu. 
All hail. Introduction. Mind flares, the Ilfids, stand as a testament to the eldritch horrors that pervade our realm. Masters of psionic manipulation, these cerebral predators have long fascinated scholars with their dark arts. Among their nefarious pursuits, the transformation into elder brains is the pinnacle of their insidious ambitions, elevating them to an unparalleled state of cerebral ascendancy. In this paper, we shall explore the mechanisms and rituals that govern this enigmatic metamorphosis. Why are you reading this? Is that what the book says? Um, you have a little bit of dyslexia reading into this? Because sworn you read it, then you go back and no, it's not there. As cautious as they always are, they will read it aware of like any weird things that occur. Because in Seer's mind, they don't mess up often. Mm-hmm. Do you keep reading? I do. Methodology. To uncover the elusive truth behind the uh, uh, transformation into elder brains, a meticulous analysis of ancient texts, recovered manuscripts, and accounts from survivors of mind flare encounters was undertaken. By synthesizing the collective information, a comprehensive picture emerged, illuminating the key factors involved in this uh, transmutation process. Warning you. Stop reading. Again, dyslexia. The letters are moving around. Seer will just briefly look up to Eddie and being like, it happened again. What happened? I think this book is aware and doesn't want me to learn its secrets. I guess lightning does strike twice. Mm-hmm. Do you do? Do you think this one's also a dragon? Mm-hmm. No, far worse in one way. <laughs> far worse than a fucking dragon. <laughs> <laughs> this one will eat your brain. The dragon at least will kill you. I mean, that's not too unreasonable. It's not like they're going to eat her eye. Sorry, that's the player wanting to make that joke. <laughs> <laughs> Still fits. Do you keep reading? Before I do, I'm going to look to Eddie and be like, it warned me twice. Shall I try once more to read? I don't mind taking the risk. Well, like, you're always free to, like, Take any risk you want, little dude, but I also know that, like, usually warnings come in threes. Let me read this after we get out of here, then. That would be the wisest choice. Uh, based on what the king dude said, I guess there's a whole lot of this place that we haven't seen yet. Let's explore, then. No more delays. Well, like, uh, Eddie, just, like, uh, like uh, thinking about it and also, like, uh, realizing what time it is. It is super late. It is now the morning. Um, Seer, do you close the book? No, not yet. Okay. I'm still curious about the book, and curiosity might kill me. Mm-hmm. But hey, I must kind of follow that gut feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you keep it open. But yeah, like, we've been walking around, like, all day, and we're kind of not in a hurry anymore, I think. We might actually just go ahead and take a rest. There's even a bed, although... Maybe don't want to sleep with the body? No, and the pillows that got the blood. Like, Eddie's always been pretty good at cleaning up messes. He's cleaned a lot of blood. Well, I guess we could clean it up. Maybe move the body. Uh, we will start making the room tidy for everyone. Okay, uh, show me your positions in the room. What, is this accurate? Did you guys move around? How are you guys sleeping? Be specific. Um, I think Sears not going to sleep on the bed because I don't want to light it on fire. So I'll probably be in a corner. Okay, corner. 
you read the book anymore? I might once I wait for what everybody else does. Okay. Yeah. Eddie, I'm curious, where do you travel in this room? I mean, like, uh, after he was, like, uh, done with his business at the bookcase, um, and after the room has been tidied enough, including the bed, like, perhaps Smokey Eddie has, like, uh, like uh, assisted in, like, uh, in cleaning away all of uh, the blood and grime and <laughs> from the bed. Uh, like, uh, I apologize, and I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but Cupcake, is that where you're standing in the corner of the room? Yeah, that's where I'm going to sleep so I can see. You bump into somebody. Oh, cool. Oh. And we hear a squawk. Huh? Did anyone else hear that? As we see before you guys. Uh, be, in case it's a thing, can I make a reaction to grab in that dr- direction? Mm, but uh, yes, you can. So uh, make me that grapple. Oh, uh... Remember that your subclass swaps your strength. Uh, with but your is that only when I activate it? Uh, no, that's just a subclass feature. Okay, so I will redo that. So instead of minus one, it will be plus four. So that would be a seven, 17. Jonathan. Jonathan. Okay, so we see this bird appear. He has the appearance of a woodpecker in a, ro- uh, a red cloak. And how much was your uh, roll? Yeah. So he ends up just moving away from you in that quick moment. And he is looking around as he says, Dumb bird, leave. And he's looking around at all of you. Wait, who's the dumb bird? What do you think you're doing? Do better. You pea brain. Can I take... Does the mirror look removable? If you want to. Yeah, I want to remove the mirror and face it towards him. You do so. <laughs> um, as you begin to do that, he cocks his head, looks into the mirror, and you hear him say, Well, my word, you do look pretty. Now I'm going to face it back at me? You do so. What, what do I see? Um, You don't see anything. Now can I move towards him with the mirror and then try to look at both of us? You do so. What do I see? And you see the bird. It's a two-way mirror, maybe. Maybe. Uh, so, uh, guys, we have a nice-looking bird fellow here. Uh, should we block the exits? Pokes at your chest. Dumb bird, leave. You know what? I am... Mm, I don't know. How, how do you think of dinosaurs back in the day? Were they actually birds, or do you still see them more as reptiles? We'll go with birds for your analogy. Okay, because I'm trying to think what a velociraptor would look like. Or we've seen velociraptors here. They're, they're scaly with a bit of feathers. Ah, uh, wait, never mind. I can't do it because they have flying speeds. Mm. Repeat after me. Go. Go. Mm. Repeat after me. Go. Go. <sighs> Holds like his uh, wing to his face. <sighs> <sighs> Hold, uh, holds my hand to my face. It's just looking at all of you. And I will also look at all of us. Oh, I get it. They're just copying stuff that their owner has said. Oh. I would say that you don't have a pea brain, but you're still a dumb bird. That considers for a moment, looking over at the bed. Was that your owner, little guy? Repeat after me. No. Yeah, uh, Smokey Eddie and I would have gently moved the body and draped like a 
a sheet over it to respect and clean the bed. Mm -hmm. Are they, like, here? I can't speak with animals. You can, and I'll deal with that in a second. I'm going to tell you one more time. Find them, get them out. Hurry along. Oh, so they're trapped in here somewhere. Repeat after me. Yes. And after talking with him, it seems like he is consistently using two specific voices. And with all of your passive perceptions, there's something around his head. It looks like a bit of cloth. You might have attributed it to his red cloak, but it looks like, yeah, you don't think he's actually hearing you. He might be breeding your lips. Well, like, what are you doing? Go. Come on, you stupid bird. Quickly. Like, do you know where they're trapped in here? Or... Repeat after me. Complicated. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Otherwise, you would have led us there if you knew. So there must be, like, some obstacles in the way, right? Repeat after me. Yes. I'll walk over to Seer and point at Seer. Are they on Seer? Are they on Seer? Oh, you're talking about the book? Cox's head. What? Do you think you're clever? Come on. Use your damn brain for once. I love this character so much. I think that's a no. (laughs) I'm just going to look at him and talk to him and be like, look, why don't you just tell me exactly where it is and stop playing this game, please? I have speak with animals if that does anything. No, does absolutely nothing. Um, Repeat what you said one more time, Mavet. Can you just tell us exactly where it is and stop playing this game? Where what is, just to specify. Where they are? Where they are, thank you. If you fail me, I'll clip off more than your wings. Repeat after me. Sorry. I mean, we have a pretty good success rate for so far as, like, things we want to do and things we did. My, isn't that cute? Yeah, I've been told I'm adorable. I suppose looks aren't the only thing that you have. <laughs> do you have a name? Dumb bird. Fitting. Seems hurtful. What is, uh, they call you something else that doesn't seem like it hurts the heart, you know? I think I might have a name for you. It might be, and you see his beak moving around uncomfortably. Dumb bird. Well, I don't want to call you dumb bird. Can I call you, like, Gary or something? Chugs. Steve, you look like a Steve. Looks horrified at that name. Okay, Gary. Okay. So, what brings you around here? Why so glum, chum? Well, we're kind of trying to, like, solve a couple different problems, and one of those problems led us here. Repeat after me. Complicated? And Very complicated. <laughs> yeah. For whoever's interested, I can give uh, someone an insight check. I have pretty good insight. Right ahead. That is. I'll walk over to you. You've been vaguely following the rules he's been going by when talking to you guys, and you feel like he just broke a rule with the way that he changed his inflection. Mm -hmm. We gotta clip his wings. (laughs) No, 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 no. Do it again. What are you thinking? Gary, uh, would it be better if you wrote your thoughts down? Would that help? His hands are a bit shaky. Goes over to the Vandy desk grabs a quill and it looks like he's trying to come up with something to say and as he begins to write you see the quill like swerve off the parchment ripping the paper slightly and you see him just get irritated 
as he takes deep breaths and goes, writes down, Hello, I am Peckins. So not Getty. Got Peckins. Hello, Peckins. Gives you a wave of his wing. But again, something's weird. It looks like that wasn't what he intended to write. Can I attempt to grab that cloth off of his head? You can try. What should I roll? Um, sleight of hand at this point. And are you doing it forcefully? No, gracefully. Nicely. Okay, sleight of hand. You grab it off and he immediately screams. No, 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 stop. Don't talk. Don't talk. Don't talk. Don't talk. And he goes into the room, adorned. Seems as if you might have. Seems as if them. you might have. Stop, 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 stop. Is that coming from the room or is that coming from? Yes. The moment you start speaking, you hear your voice. Hmm. I think you might want to put it back on the. Bruh, on I think you might have wanted to put it back on him. Stop, 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 stop. And I will hand it back and put it on his head. You begin to put it back on his head and he is giving you death glare along to Eddie and Seer. So, okay, before I put it on his head, I will hand it out in front of him and see if he takes it. He immediately takes it and quickly puts it on his head. Peckins, buddy, um, what just happened with that cloth? Here is your paper and pen. Can you try that again? Repeat after me. No. I think we made them upset. Nods. I apologize. You must practice if you want freedom. Indeed. Well then, I will guarantee that no one will try that again. Just kind of staring at, like, uh, Mavet, making sure it's like, don't. I will go and face in the corner where I originally found him. Please. Please. Come on, use your damn head. Strange thing for you to try, Eddie, though. Have you tried to do a mental link? I suppose I could give it a shot. So, like, uh, at the very least, he's going to, and since he wanted to ask something anyway, uh, he's going to attempt to send a message to uh, to him, and that message is, You're not cursed, are you? Repeat after me. Yes. And followed shortly after, he might say out loud, A player must never drink. You must always keep a clean and sober mind. What they say? Uh, that last part he said out loud, but uh, the repeat after me, yes, is what he said mentally. I'm not sure if that fit. I'm not sure if it fits it, but we're gonna say it fits it. Interesting, Eddie. Oh, yeah, the little dude's cursed. Hmm. Wonder if it's in my capabilities. And thinking about it, the fact that like they looked like they were really confused by what they wrote, I think part of the curse is that they're not allowed to tell you about the details of it. Oh. That makes a lot of sense, since he speaking riddles. Uh, you're not just all looks, are you? There's something more to you. Here's my question, then. And maybe they might not be on to do this, since this might help us, or not help us. One, how long have you been down here? And two, are you willing to befriend? Let's go over the first question first. Uh, repeat the first uh, question. How long has he been down here? How long has he been down here? Listen good and listen well. Once we are done, we can leave. What are you giving me that look for? Ten months, tops. We have to get back to him. And what was the second part? The second one was, is he willing to be friend? Basically, I want to make sure that he could be an ally, possibly. Me? Friends with you? Hmm, depends. How well do you play chess? I'm actually looking at my stats, like, do I know how to play chess? 
Not well, but I can learn. Checkmate. I assume that's a good thing. You also don't move your head a lot, so it's hard to see if you're nodding or shaking your head. Again, checkmate. Hmm. My, you are persistent, aren't you? Checkmate. Well, Eddie, we find one discovery after another. Go. Leave. You dumb bird. Oh, is that to me? Looking around at everyone. Oh, you need to leave. Well, if you stay with us, we might be able to help you. You know, I swore for a second you were smart. But it just goes to show how foolish I can be sometimes. Was Okay, no, it's not that. All right, since you can't really, like, tell us a whole lot, like, do you think that if we wandered enough of this place, we would be able to find a solution for you? Or is the solution outside? What? You think you want to go outside? No. The outside is not meant for you. And you see him, like, darting his eyes around trying to find another sentence to connect on to that. And he goes, I'm afraid you and I, yes, we suffered the same fate. You'll never be rid of this. What I can do is give you a little bit more control. Tilt the game in your favor. Okay, so the only way to do it is inside. Uh, it's like, uh, thinking about the cloth. Thinking about the cloth. Uh, oh, the cloth must be the thing that's helping you have a little more control, right? Nods. Yes. 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 And if it's like a game, then, well, it could be a literal game or it could be figurative, but like, to, but if it's an actual game, then I imagine that if we go around here long enough, we'll find something that looks like something we can play, right? Hi, you're cute when you think. Checkmate. You're talking about checkmate a lot. Does it have something to do with dragon chess? Not. Eddie's thinking for a moment. Actually, like, turning over to Mavet. Hey, brah? Hmm. Yes, Dumb brah. Dumb bird. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> yes, brah. When you were looking in the library, do you think there was a dragon chest set in there? Uh, we didn't mention one, so should I do, like, a history to recall if I saw one? Yeah. Uh, you don't recall seeing one in there. But, with your luck, there might be one around in the bedroom. What? You... You wish to play a game? Sure. I've got the time. So can I open up these dressers and see if I see what Eddie's talking about? Yeah. You open up, you see a, a bunch of clothes hung up. They seem to be purple robes. It, you see even more arcane folk, uh, foci. And you do see like a dragon chest set. Does it say dragon chest on it? You can tell by the pieces. It does not say. I've never seen it as a character, so I wouldn't know. You see dragon-like pieces, so it's up to you whether you make the connection. <laughs> you you can dumb down your character as much as you want. I'm telling you, you see dragon pieces. Okay, so I'll bring a one of the pieces over to Eddie. Like, here, brah. The rest are in the dresser over there. Oh, chill. Uh, Eddie, could you get those for me? Mm-hmm. And, like, a, a smoky beige hand, like, you know, like, picks up the, the set. <laughs> Hmm. Yes, it does. What do you do? I will note, like, uh, is there anything, like, particularly unique to the set? Or, like, uh, or have, like, anything curious about it? Um, it is pure black and white, and you see that, uh, the pawns are bird-like. Hmm. Are all the pieces accounted for? All except for the king. Like, uh, he starts thinking, 
Uh, there's one piece missing. And the creature produces the missing piece. Looking for this. Uh, yeah, that's it. Gives you a smile. I guess, like, Eddie will, like, uh, take it and try to put it with the rest of the pieces. <laughs> mm-hmm. He seems hesitant at first, then places the piece where it belongs. So, uh, do you really like that piece, little dude? Nods. So, uh, well, if you want, you can you can play blacks if you want. Thinks about it for a second. Gives a nod. It, and I think he might uh, respond. You will pay, uh, play in black. I am white. Well, okay. Mm. And you guys play a game of dragon chess, then? So yeah, it's like uh, if nothing else, it might help the uh, uh, help them like uh, forget about their previous transgression since they seem to like the game. Hmm. Yeah. You guys uh, begin to play uh, dragon chess. Uh, are you doing anything to give yourself an advantage uh, during this game? Are you cheating at all? Are you using any like a? Uh, are you working outside the boundaries of the game to give yourself an edge? Um, I think Eddie would be playing pretty straightforward. Uh, uh, roll me a d20. Flat. No bonuses. I don't know how that's possible. I mean, it's a 1 in 20 chance. I know. I'm just trying to think it. I'm going to say 3. I should have thought it out better. Yeah. Bat, bat, bat. Yeah. Because uh, he's playing white. Uh, I'm going to say within 3 moves... You hear? Checkmate. Uh, whoops, I fell for that again. Sorry, I don't play this game that often. <laughs> we play again, we'll say plus two to avoid this little scenario here. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> Three move checkmate again. Oh, would you look at that? Checkmate. Alright, I... I feel like I want to play one more time, if for no other reason than seeing a two followed by a one is just like, come on. <laughs> before before you roll, I, I think uh, he might say, what, do you, do you think I have the advantage because I'm playing white? Yeah. Switches it around. All right. Damn. You, yeah, yeah. you make this one last. Yeah, 22 moves, and it's actually going neck and neck until uh, I think the pieces that are left are on uh, Peckin's side. It is a king, a knight, and a rook, while on your side you have a king and a knight. And he finishes it by saying, Checkmate. Hi, that was a good game. Oh man, that was so much closer. I still had fun, though. Isn't it fun to play a game? Too bad you just memorize tactics. Why don't you try something original? Huh? Like what? Well, let's try something new. And I'm thinking this time he takes off like half the pieces for uh, his own side. And he leaves you with your entire set. Try and checkmate me this time. Do be careful now. I'll be watching you. Uh, instead of rolling d20 this time, uh, I do want you to make me an intelligence check. But go right ahead. I mean, that doesn't seem really fair, but if you're sure, little dude. Just an eight. And again, he goes, checkmate. Oh, how unfortunate. I was hoping we'd make progress this time. Uh, you're pretty good at this game. Did you play it a lot? And I think, like, there's a moment where he's, like, cupping his, I would say chin, but underneath his beak with his, like, wing. And then, like, he shakes his head slightly and goes, what are you doing? You shouldn't be playing games. Get to work. Uh, I'm sorry, little dude. That sounds really mean. 
If you didn't make so many mistakes, I wouldn't have to waste my breath on you. You should know this by now. Well, they obviously don't know that sometimes a big mistake can be a really big payoff. You just gotta look for it. Repeat after me. How smart. Uh, Seer, do you actually leave the room? No, I just wanted to see this burnt thing first. It got, it is breaking my curiosity so badly. I'm yeah, let, yeah, let's have a little side tangent from that because they were having a chess game. And I do want to bring that up because I wouldn't put a scorch mark in front of something if it wasn't important. Uh, as you do look into the hallway, uh, you see a, uh, what the hell is a divot in a uh, hall called? Um, an alcove? Um, whatever it may be. You, you see a divot in the hallway where you see a dragon's head. And within its nostrils, you see a lock. God, I got to play it how I would feel Seer would play it. They don't warn people. They just kind of approach it already. Mm. And I want to imagine, again, as the game is progressing, they're doing their thing. You hear checkmate. I'd say that'd be probably the second game. Hmm. I look at the floor to kind of indicate what might have happened. Yeah, it looks like uh, the form of a goblin. Does it look like there was like a backfire of things, like a large amount of fire that popped out? Or <laughs> Strangely enough, although it looks scorched, it's not from ashes from body. It looks acidic. You can see like dissolved cloth. You think it may be the light playing into, say, a groove on the ground. What is the shape of this dragon's head? Um, it looks like a Welsh dragon head. So, uh, you have, uh, yeah, the horns. It, it, it looks like how you'd imagine a Welsh dragon to look. Uh, is there anything in specific that you're looking for? I'm specifically asking for the horn shape, mainly because in some dragons, how you define which dragon, um, define which dragon is which is not just by color, but by shape. Of their heads or tails and stuff like that. Okay, so you're trying to see if it's a specific dragon? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, roll me a history check. I can tell you exactly. Let's see. It's going to be the day Seer missed on studying. Mm-hmm. Natural 20. Yeah, that's what you hear in the background is checkmate. And as you're looking at this, you recall this dragon as Grimmer. Um, as you look at the style that's carved in, you don't see any scales. This was a notorious dragon that would steal scales from other dragons. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So what I'm going to do now that I understand maybe how this might be applying, I'm not going to break the lock open. I'm going to figure out how the trap works. Okay. Uh, how do you try and assume how the trap works? Uh, what would you do? So based off the creature being melted by acid and stuff like that, there had to be a source where it came from. And he leaned back or fell backwards, kind of like melting. I'm going to say, because of how you're approaching this, give me insight with intelligence as a modifier. All right, then that would be... Because I believe insight is a wisdom-based uh, check, mm -hmm. isn't it? Yeah. It is. So I'm yeah. going to roll a d20 then. Yeah, you're basically deducing what's happening here uh through uh oh ooh. seven well i i think what i can tell you is you don't think that there is a trap here per se you do remember that sali was here and this could have been an instant caused by him he is a shaman after all 
There's a bunch of mystical things that could have happened here. Curiosity's going to kill this cat. Uh, I'm going to investigate the lock. Okay. How do you investigate it? Um, what kind of lock would you describe it as? It's hard to tell, actually, because it's within the nostrils. Oh. Yes. Um, what I'm going to do first is view it first. Not in direct line of, of shot, if it's like pointing towards the hallway. But also, ultimately kind of see if it's mechanical magical or even similar to that because i'm i'm gonna say if you're just looking at it specifically with how it's positioned in the nose you can see keyhole but that's it it's hard to make those kind of deductions with uh the overlay it has on top or i should say uh the yeah the fact that's buried within a uh a wall mounted head then what i will do and this is why i don't like poking the dragon's horde as Mavet leaves because i was going to use him as a dummy to get murdered by it i'm joking but <laughs> basically i'm going to use my lock picks to see how it operates and then attempt to try to open it okay uh how do you go about this first if it's in the nostrils i'm going to kind of see how they shift and move because the key thing is, like, before you can even open a lock, you need to know how you can move the lock. Mm -hmm. Because if it's, like, picking or if it's even just, like, wedging and stuff like that, you have to see if even if you could budget. Because it might require something much larger. So, basically, if it's in the nostril, I shall stand by the nostril messing with it with the tools. Okay, so you're putting your hand in the nostril and trying to pick it? Correct. Let's uh, shift away from Picking the dragon's nose. Let's yeah, let's shift away for, from you for a second. Uh, Eddie, how do you... I, I know that we jumped away from you for a second, but we can say time got caught up here. Um, what what kind of finishing notes do you have for uh, the bird? So, um, it's like, a, I think, like, you know, like as that uh, last game is, like, is finishing, or has finished, rather, and, like, with the comments that he, uh, like, uh, offered, uh, Eddie would just say, so, like... You seem like a really chill dude, so like uh, I do want to help you, but could you at least like give us a uh, uh, a little chance to sleep, and then maybe we could help you out by like uh, walking around this place a bit and seeing if we can find the thing that'll help you. I will clip your fucking wings. Go. Oh, is there a time limit? If you don't get back to me before the sun rises with good news, so help the gods. Okay, so it's that dire then. Nods. I guess, like, looking to the others. Well, dudes, do you think maybe we could try to see if we can help this guy out before sunrise? As you ask that, you notice that Seer's not in the room. Uh, little dude? Little bra? As you hear little dude, little bra, you put your hand within the nostril. And we hear the roar of a dragon and a thick and hearty thud as we see shackles going around poor Seer's hands. And because I want to leave on a good note for this, just to see initiative, I want everyone to roll for initiative here. Golly. Oh, yeah. Well, I wasn't expecting that. Ugh. Were you expecting token art? Because I got token art. We'll never sleep. Yeah. You know, the thing is, I'm not too worried, honestly. That's why I'm not afraid. Mm-hmm. 
But the thing is, it depends how fast this thing is. Do that. And hang on. Because I just have so much stuff I need to do with them now. That. With him? I thought it was a statue. Hang on. I'm not done here. If we just look at this. There we go. The thing is, I might have activated an animated statue. Uh-huh. You can't see it, but when I'm looking at it, I'm like, huh, well, this is unsightly. Oh, damn it. That's the main reason I wanted to roll, because players do have initiative here. Before we end off, and I know it's very weird, because we're, we're going to be ending off after the first two turns. Eddie, you hear the clunk. You hear possibly Aluya's like, hiss or oh fuck side comment. What do you do? Well, he definitely hears the the roaring part. <laughs> yes, that as well. Sorry, the roar. So like uh, like uh, Eddie, like uh, with more of a brisk walk than he's used to. <laughs> uh, to like go, I guess walking out to here. I guess it would be around where he would like see something. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Yes, he does see that, and you see that the mouth begins to open, and you see what looks to be a... Is that a canister? Or is that a gun piece? Whatever it is, it looks dangerous. And Seer seems trapped. Looking back to Eddie and being like, well, looks like I'm in the dragon's maw. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, and to be clear, like, she is chained right now? Yes, she is. And it looks like it's about to do something really fucking nasty. Because, like, I'm thinking there's, like, two things that Eddie could possibly do. Mm. It's like, uh, but the thing is, like, I do not know the nature of what's about to happen to her. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, although, like, uh, how uh, how restraining are the chains? Like, are they, like, basically, like, locking her, like, to the ground? Or, like, or it do they have, like... It is locking it in its nose. I need to specify that her her hands are in like both uh, nostrils, and you have a manacle around each one, keeping them in. Or if Sierra really wants, she can say she put two hands in one hole. It it's flavor at this point. Both hands are trapped. I really wanted to make sure I cleaned his nose. Yeah, it yeah it, it's it, it really doesn't matter how you want to put it, whether it's in both nostrils or one. It your your hands are gone. So at the moment, all right. It's like, oh, if she's locked in like that, like a uh, a couple different options uh, aren't really possible. So mm-hmm. I think what Eddie is going to do is that uh, for his action, it's like uh, a billow of a spoke uh, begins to wrap around like uh, Eddie himself, Seer, and... Um, Actually, I guess who would who would be the closest? Uh, actually, yeah, we'll go with um, uh, with Mavet. So, like, remember that for next time. Um, but like, uh, like a uh, like smoke begins to like a uh, bill around them as Eddie has uh, blessed. Because <laughs> I'm going off of the gamble that uh, uh, that Seer is about to having have to be forced to make a saving throw. <laughs> Could be anything else on your turn? Because again, this doesn't. I need to specify, this isn't like you're fighting a golem. It seems like you're fighting just a piece of soulless machinery. I'm trying to think if there's like anything I could do with 
my bonus action that would be useful in this situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, you know what? Eddie is going to use his bonus action, and he is actually going to have Smoky Eddie uh, appear directly between uh, Seer and like the uh, the canister or like the the opening that that there is. Okay. Essentially, if something comes out, yeah, Smoky Eddie is the target directly in front of it. <laughs> okay. That, that's a very cool tactic. I like that. Okay. So, like, the smoke does start to build up around Seer, but then, like, uh, a chunk of it suddenly takes the form of Smoky Eddie and, like, uh, and, like, a, like, a puts itself, like, a between Seer and the, uh, and the dragon's opening. Okay. Anything else on your turn? I think just to be safe, uh, Eddie himself is now going to go over here for a second. Lucky <laughs> bastard. All right. So you do have a cool plan. I, I, I love it. Um, what's the best way to put this, though? I, I want to encourage you to uh, think about that uh, tactic later on uh, during this, because uh, I, I don't think this will be applicable for what happens next. So we see the ma open. We have that uh, uh, nozzle. And what it is going to do is breathe a bit of... Fuck my life. <laughs> God fucking damn it. Did you realize something strange? Yeah, I thought it was acid. It's fire. I fucking knew it. God damn it. Okay, yeah. So you can paint the scene how you want. I'm not going to bother having you make the save. Uh, remind me, fucking uh, Eddie, uh, how does uh, your Echo Knight deal with us? Uh, essentially like a breath attack? Uh, any No, any creature. It specifies any creature, so it doesn't affect them. Yep. Okay, there you go. Son of a bitch. Okay, so you can paint this here, but we do see the fires lick uh, uh, the wall by the bandy set, right, like right across Eddie and uh, Peckins. Uh, flavor this up for me, but there is fire right into your face, and explain to the audience what happens. So, and I'll explain to the audience through the eyes of Eddie and other people, such as like Aluya. What they will see is a wall of pluming fire just roar past, and anything you can see in the hallway is obscured entirely by fire. It is blazing at high heat, high intensity to the extreme where it's just like anything that was there would be vaporized in a sense, disintegrated. And it's horrifying. You see this dark red plume filled with a dark, with a bright yellow fury. And eventually it subsides. And once you take a look in the corner, you will see mm. Seer just staring at it this thing going like very convenient very <laughs> convenient and i feel like that is a good note to end on have a good day this has been house common blood the intro and outro music is oh my dog by savik and any other music and sound effects used in the episode are royalty free credits can be found in the episode description Please review us on whatever podcast listening app you happen to be using. And if you like us, tell other people. Word of mouth is the best way for us to grow. Thank you for joining us. Eolus guide you. <laughs>